Ladies and gentlemen, what's up? This is BC. Welcome back to another episode of Supreme Being. We're back. Um, I did film a second episode last week, but I guess I had forgotten to upload it and I put it on my other channel. But shout out to Team BC. If you guys want to join Team BC, go to the link in my bio on Instagram. If you're a part of the investment side or if you want to join the traditional side, you can go to jointeambc.com. Shout out to Modern Success, my tier one coaching program. Next live event is March 12th. I do two a year exclusively for my coaching members. If you want to find out more about it, you can uh, schedule a call, which the link is in my bio with Alden, who's a part of the program, and he can explain it to you a little bit more in depth, or you can go to briancasella.com to sign up. Tier two, you would have to message me. I now have a tier two mastermind that I have a few members of. That's um, a higher ticket program. So you can message me if you'd like to be a part of that. And also Rebirth of the Titans is an event I'm doing the end of this week. Make sure you guys get signed up and then uh, we'll take it from there. Okay. So I want to talk about something today that's extremely important. All right. I had a very in-depth and I do it every Sunday with my coaching, right? We do, we do lectures. It ended up being almost two hours last night. But one of the topics that, that we discuss that I want to highlight today a little bit on the, on the podcast is you've heard people say like cliche sayings, right? Like it's not your, um, it's your network or your network equals your net worth, right? Or some variation basically saying it's not your money, but it's very important about who you know. And I want to highlight that today because I feel like a lot of people hear that, but they're not systematically employing tactics and techniques every day in their lives to ensure, to ensure that they win that part of the game. You see, that's the human aspect of it. Conversation, communication, meeting people right? All of that, by the way, is a science that anybody can learn it. You've heard me say that for years, for years, right? Excuse me, for years, you've heard me say that. Anybody, anybody can become a more proficient communicator and then tactically go into places, put themselves in the right place at the right time and meet certain people and in quotes, infiltrate groups, it's, it's actually a very simple science. Now, I teach that on my coaching, among many other things. But we need to look at this thing for what it really is. So the first step is for you to actually believe that because many of you listening probably do not even consider yourself that. You can't even fathom yourself doing that, which is the first thing that needs to be handled. I don't care if you consider yourself the most antisocial introvert. I don't like people. I don't want to talk. I'm not good at that stuff. Even if you see yourself that way, you have to first believe and understand that it's possible. And let me tell you this, you want to reach the highest levels, you're going to have to do this, ladies and gentlemen, you're not going to do it hiding behind your phone and your computer, sitting at home, doing nothing and ignoring the world. Okay, unless you specifically choose a life of a monk, and to be a recluse by choice, okay, then you're not going to care about status and money and, and success and all the other stuff because you chose a different path, which is perfectly fine. If that's what you've actually chosen. You see, a recluse or uh, an outsider by choice is powerful. An outsider not by choice, the one who was kicked out or the one who doesn't have the skill or has a desire to be a part of society or that organization, but they can't, that's not powerful. That's the opposite. That's weak. That's very weak. So we have to make a clear distinction there. But the first step is you have to believe that that can be a, a technique or skill that you can acquire, ladies and gentlemen. Because if that concept is that foreign to you and you don't believe it, forget it, dude. Anything I give you, whether you, you know, 
get the best training from the top people on the planet and pay them millions of dollars, or you just, you know, peruse on YouTube or podcasts. If that click isn't made internally that, okay, this can be done. This can be achieved. And then the game plan starts there. If you can't even do that, forget it. You might as well shut off this podcast and stop listening now. If this is something you really uh, wanted to employ and for whatever reason, your mind's like, oh, because if I was to give you a reference, it would be me. If you were to talk to a lot of people who knew me, maybe late teens, early 20s, right? And knew me before my transformation, all of them would tell you. If you had asked him, you think he's going to be successful in real estate? They would all tell you, hell no. You know, he's, he's not the most social butterfly guy. He's not the most talkative. Can't see him being a salesman, right? All the stuff that you look at me and think I'm the opposite of was what people would tell you. That would be their estimation of me, right? I didn't walk around with a smile on my face with all this receptive, open, enthusiastic energy. I didn't just meet people everywhere I went. I was more on the opposite side of the spectrum. I wouldn't necessarily say I was introverted or terribly shy or anything like that. I went through a little shy phase when I was young. It's just, I chose to not really go out there and talk to everybody, right? But it was by choice because when I did conversate with people, the people who maybe from the outside thought I was an introvert and then listened to me converse, they're like, oh, okay, well, he's not, he's not like that, right? Not that I was a master conversationalist, but I was comfortable in dialogues with people. I could carry a conversation, right? If we had one, I wasn't all awkward. So it was by choice. So, but there was still a little piece of me that was, I want to be more of a social butterfly, but something's stopping me, right? So I, I suffered in this beginning category that I'm describing to you to a lesser degree in the beginning, maybe not an extreme degree. I didn't have extreme social anxiety or something like that, right? Which I think is bullshit because everybody's nervous when they're in a foreign environment with strangers. Everybody is until you've done it a million times. The first time you go to a bar, a lounge or a club or a networking event as an adult, you're going to be nervous unless you've been doing a variation of that in your youth, or unless you've gone to 200 fucking networking events, right? You have to, you have to understand that anything new to us will be scary or uncomfortable. That's just the human experience. So now you're an adult fast forward. And now suddenly you want to be the social butterfly and meet people. I need to infiltrate these organizations and befriend all these top people. Well, if you've never done that before, if you weren't raised as a kid with your parents saying, hey, go talk to those strangers, go talk to those people. Most of us were taught the opposite, right? If you were never taught that, if you were never taught that, it's going to be difficult, difficult for you to suddenly make that transition. So we have to be understanding of the position that we're starting in, right? But let's move forward, okay? Let me give you guys um, some insight on this because I think this, this topic needs to be um, taken serious by everybody. So let's first start with your normal existence. Think about a typical day for you, even for you high level salespeople that are maybe talking to a lot of people, you know, all day, every day, you're going door to door, you're making calls, right? You're hustling and bustling. Let's remove that aspect of it. So if you're listening, whether you're a salesperson or not, think about the average day, think about your day today and ask yourself first, how many new people did I actually conversate with today? No, not my neighbors. No, not the cashier where they say, hey, how are you? And you say, good, how are you? And that's it. I'm talking about like a real conversation past four or five, six questions, more than maybe two or three minutes, right? Cool. You have that number in your mind. Now, I want you to, in your mind now, think how many strangers did I walk by or see today? Maybe you went to the gym and a couple of places, but you didn't talk to anybody. How many 
dozens or hundreds of people did you see today? Okay. Maybe some of you didn't even go out today. So we're all starting here from different starting points and positions. Now, if you didn't go out and it's that one day where you kind of stay home, okay. But if it's a normal thing for you never to go out or even go on walks or be outside of your home, that has to change, man. You need to at least go on walks or join a club where maybe you do something in nature with other people, right? To get yourself to be a little bit more social. But that, that'll be a later topic in this podcast. But the first one, for your everyday interactions, I want to introduce this because even if you're not in a position where this is like of utmost importance to you, I want to add something and give you something that you don't have to like go out of your way to do. So let's start with that, right? Maybe you go to the market every day, every other day. Maybe there's a few places you go to a few times a week. So this is what I want you to start with to keep things simple. If there's any restaurants or places, let's start with something easier. Stores, restaurants, businesses that you frequent where you're not like a complete stranger. Or if you approach anybody and you start talking to them, you'll at least be a recognizable or familiar face. Let's start with that. Because what I want you to do as an assignment is start to get curious about other people and take interest in them and start talking to them. And you could even start with something, you know what, I've been coming to the store for like three years now, Jim, and I don't really think I've ever stopped and had a conversation with you, man. What's up? Now that might catch people by surprise, but you think they're not going to want to talk to you? Even if they're not very talkative themselves, the fact that you approach them just with that curiosity and good energy, they're going to talk to you at least a little bit. And I'm not saying you have to take that first conversation for 10 or 15 minutes and have this overstimulating, you know, banter. No, you don't have to do it, but just get in a back and forth. You know how long you've been working here, dude? Five years? Cool, man. Well, hey, you know, when I come around, I'm going to start being a little bit more chatty with you guys because I like to get to know you. I come here anyway, right? And then walk away. Walk away. I had an interaction recently at one of the Whole Foods that I go to here in Miami where um, I was at the checkout line, right? I happened to go through the self-checkout line today because I was kind of in a rush. And one of the workers that's normally standing there, I noticed she had a, a brace on her wrist. So I said, the brace, how long have you had it? Walking by casually. She's like, oh, it's been on for like, you know, a month and a half. I'm like, whoa, a month and a half. What happened? Goes into a story. Oh, I was rollerblading, you know, and I fell and I broke my wrist. I was like, no shit, you rollerblade. I used to rollerblade when I was younger. That's so cool. You very rarely hear anybody bring that up anymore. And boom, we veer off into like a five minute conversation before I kind of realize what's going on. Right. But again, long story short, didn't really do anything special in that conversation was just making an observation, striking up conversation with a employee at a Whole Foods, right? Which is a, if you don't know what Whole Foods is, it's a supermarket, right? I buy select things there from time to time. And boom, now every time I go back, if she's working there, she goes out of her way to either come say hi or wave at me or at least acknowledge me. Even if it's busy, she'll still make eye contact with me and say hi if she's in the middle of something else. The only time she hasn't is, I remember one time I went through the store, but she was literally turned around the whole time and didn't see me. I guarantee if I tapped her on the shoulder and she saw me, she would have been like, oh, hey, what's up? And she would have lit up. Now, how far I want to take that is up to me. I can use her to befriend other employees and I can start working my way up the chain, which is something we'll discuss a little bit later in the podcast. But man, I can tell you just from the point of view of having this experience where even places that I go to frequently, people knowing me, man, it makes your day so much better. And guess what? It makes theirs. Because I guarantee you that employee at that Whole Foods doesn't have anybody that they see and light up 
like they do with me or anybody who's probably even asked them about that injury or that risk guard or who even expressed any interest in them at all. So I'm lighting up their day and they're lighting up mine. It's pretty cool. Why? Because when you see that in movies, you think the character is a badass. It's like, man, everywhere we, everywhere he goes, that everybody knows him or her. That's cool. You can do the same thing, dude. It was so cool for me, right? And I have two examples for you. Back in LA, I'd invite friends from out of town. We'd go to a restaurant. I'd have the owner sit down with us and eat with us. And I was on a first name basis with the owner of a restaurant in certain places, not everywhere, but certain places. Because I had met everybody from top to bottom every time I showed up. What's up, Brian? But I did that on purpose. That's the experience of life that I want. Is that something that you think would be beneficial to you in your business or just your overall enjoyment of life? Forget the money and the reputation and the accolades for a second. How about just your overall enjoyment? Wouldn't it be cool that everywhere you go, people greet you by first name and know you? But guess what? You can cultivate that. That's like you planting seeds and tending the soil and watering it and growing those plants and relationships, man. This is the human element that people miss. And for you salespeople, don't you think this is going to make you a little bit better at connecting with people, holding conversations, being comfortable, dealing with strangers, right? Imagine you're taking your clients out and you take them to that restaurant where the owner knows you and the owner sits down with you to eat. You don't think that makes you look better too? Don't you think the owner think it's, thinks it's cool that you're bringing a client to eat at their restaurant and supporting them, right? This has endless, no matter which angle you look at it, endless benefits, not only that, on top of that is the fact that you could be a connector. What if you connect in that one example I just gave you, you connect the restaurant owner with your customer and they later on down the line, forge a business partnership or a friendship. Guess what? You were the connector that made that initial connection. I pride myself on being a connector. I think I talked about it maybe on the podcast once over the last year or two, I think, I'm not sure, but be a connector, man. At the very least, all these new people I meet are possible connections for other people I already know. And that to me is super cool. Why? Because you never know where that's going to go. And they will always come back and be forever, uh, forever grateful to you for initiating that connection. I've put together companies and organizations and individuals who have then forged forward to have multiple six and seven figure relationships for their businesses. You don't think they're, they're happy that I connected them? You don't think there's even some kind of favor given to me too, which I don't really even care, right? But the amount of gratitude given to me and appreciation is worth it enough. That's worth it. That's totally worth it. Okay. Next example. Now I've done this before in the past, but keep in mind, I've been in Miami now for about six months and I have my next coaching event for modern success, which I do twice a year exclusively for my coaching members. That's March 12th. It's a little less than two months away, right here in Miami. I'll probably have, I don't know, six, six, seven speakers. A few of the speakers that I have coming to the event are business owners that I've met here and already forged close enough relationships with that they're down to come to my event and speak for my people to teach and help them. So what better way for me to put my money where my mouth is with all these techniques that I teach and talk about than to actually show it and prove it to them when everything is on the line at my own event. Now, this isn't the first, this is not the first time that I've done it. I've done it multiple times now. I've had some events where literally every speaker is somebody who I've met just to prove this point. But isn't that cool? I mean, amazing. It makes organizing the event easier for me, but it's also beneficial because now these business owners get to get in front of, well, we'll see how many people show up, right? I got about 300 something in the coaching right now. Typically our attendance is between 
low 100s all the way up to 150, 160 at these live events. So let's say we'll call it an even 130, 130 people show up, right? Don't you think they would love an opportunity to get in front of 130 strangers to tell their story and promote their business and have new relationships and connections and social media followers and all that stuff? Now, I'm going to put a pause on all these stories and, and, and things for a second. What are you waiting for? Because many of you, if you really stop and think about it, if you've been following me on social media, you've seen me do this for years. What is stopping you? What is stopping you? Even if you don't know any specifics of the technical aspect of it and how specifically I do it and, and all these techniques, how about you just go out there and try it? If you had been doing it for years or even six months already, I guarantee you, you'd be making headways. Maybe you wouldn't have the results that I have, but that's okay. What if you'd be close or halfway there or a quarter of the way there? Think about this specifically. Your competition isn't even thinking like this. They're not. You know why? Because they're too fucking lazy to do this because it's a lot of work. Number two, they go about it the wrong way, which I'll, maybe I can talk about on a different podcast, right? Because I don't think we'll have time. But this isn't even on their radar. All they want is photo ops. Oh, I want to be. They specifically target groups, organizations, solely for the purpose of their reputation and for the wrong reasons. Yes, of course, I'm going to get a benefit from this. But that's not the only reason I'm doing it. I want to help, right? I've donated a lot to elementary schools and high schools for, you know, um, the sports, right? The athletic programs. It's a tax write-off too, but I get to help the kids. I remember being a kid and not having, you know, our teams be able to provide the equipment sometimes and jerseys and all that stuff. It sucked. It wasn't cool. So now I turn around and I do it. But guess what? That also helps my business, my brand, and my reputation. So I'll take it. That's a two-for-one for me. But I don't just do it to stroke my ego and then put it on my resume. Oh, I've donated, you know, X amount of dollars. I don't care about any of that. I care that the kids are taken care of and I'll even go to the game sometimes and cheer and support them. And I'm not over there like, hey, talking at halftime. Hey, remember, if you need anybody for real estate, contact Brian Casella. That stuff already handles itself. That's a bonus. I don't have to do that. I don't need them to announce me and do all this fancy stuff like some people do because then that's all ego, dude. This is a bonus because if I forge friendships and relationships with the people inside of those organizations that serves a hundred times better than any announcement or banner or any feature in a magazine could ever do, dude, because I've touched the human aspect of it. That's the most powerful part. And as we get deeper into social media, we're getting more and more detached from that. That's why I know the subjects that I've studied and continue to study and have mastered become more and more priceless as every day goes by. And the people close to me are reaping the rewards and the benefits from it. Why? Because we live for this shit. This is what separates the champions from everybody else. This is what people need to focus on. This is the essence of life. This is the essence of, of connections and fulfillment and money and reputation and all the other stuff that you want. It's right here. The foundation is this. And there's no way around it. There's no way around it. Now, when you're coming from a position where you weren't handed that, like many of us, how can you infiltrate it? How can you acquire the skills to be able to do some of these things and get in these circles and start climbing this, this invisible ladder 
of influence, if you want to call it, and getting into affluent circles and all the other stuff or whatever organization, whichever way you're trying to take it. Because whichever way you're trying to take it, you're in essence doing the same thing. What is it going to take? What are you going to need to learn? Now, the question is, is how much is it worth it to you? Because this has to be something that you dedicate yourself to. And it starts with that in your everyday life as the first step, just like making your bed, start in what you're already doing, being that social person and talking. Why? Because eventually you get to the point where your conversations and your interactions are literal experiences for people. Because having a conversation or interaction with you is so vastly different from everybody else that they're just mesmerized walking away saying, man, that person's incredible. And you burn yourself in their brain forever. And guess what? They want you around more. They'll willingly give you their information and their social media and all that, or to follow you or this or that. I have people bumping into other people on the street and saying, you know what? You really need to study Brian or follow his stuff or join his coaching or whatever. I have people doing it without me asking. And sometimes I stop and think, of course, I thank them. But I'm like, dude, obviously to that person, I'm creating such an impact that they will go out of their way to tell other people to follow me and do this and that. That's pretty fucking cool. And I'm not asking for it. It's just our dialogues and our interactions and the experiences that I'm uh, aiding and creating is having that effect on people. Now, can you, can you even put a price tag on that? Because I don't have the, the, the fame and the TV stardom and all that behind me. Because most of these people I met off social media, they don't know who I am before I come in. That's different. When people know who you are before you come in, that's already done. That's why people will pay for followers and all that other shit. I'm talking about creating it not having any of that behind you. Can you do that? I know I can. And it's a skill that can be learned. Okay, that's it for this one, guys. Shout out to Team BC, Modern Success, everybody else. For all you MSers, we'll see you March 12th. All right, see you guys uh, on the next episode. Peace.